0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Hub Today presents Mom to Mom. I'm Maria Sanstone. So, we start with a big question have you ever lost your cool with your kids and then you realize it was not their fault at all? You were just totally overwhelmed. The answer is, of course you have. That happened to me today. It happens to us all the time. But on today's show, we are going to work on that. We are going to walk away from this conversation with peaceful parenting strategies. Now, before you shout at the TV, what are peaceful parenting strategies? (laughs) Let me introduce you to the pro. Her name is Destiny Davis, and Destiny is a single mom of two young girls and a peaceful parenting advocate. She creates really engaging, even viral content online to make parenting psychology fun and very digestible for us. And Destiny is also the new author of VIP, Very Intentional Parenting, a book that she wanted to create to fill that gap that she just wasn't finding in other parenting books. So without further ado, on the big screen, say hello to my guest today, Destiny, Davis, good morning. Good morning. Hey, hey, hey. If that's not a name for TV, I don't know what is. That is perfect. It is so good to see you. It's Uh, good to see you as well. Tell us a little, for people who aren't familiar with your work, tell us a little bit about that viral video that kind of like set things off for you.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, there were quite a few. I think that it was just relatable in my car. I just started talking about peaceful parenting and really dealing with big tantrums. And those were the ones that really went viral. I show in my home with my daughter, what tantrums look like, what hard transitions look like, and how we move through them. Uh, So I think that that was really effective because I wasn't just talking about it, I was actually showing examples. You
0: were showing it. And now you're actually a certified parenting coach. So it feels like a lot has happened in a very short time. Was this the plan?
1: No, I actually was doing business coaching with moms for a really long time and it kind of just transitioned just into positive discipline as I learned more um, and as I worked with my community more and just hearing their needs and their struggles. And it just kind of happened out of nowhere. I always say I feel like I snuck in the back door as being an influencer, but I've always been in this space.
0: (laughs) Always been in this space. And you were a hairdresser And you have two little girls. And I have learned doing this show for the years that we've been doing this, that sometimes you don't find your thing until you are a mom, until you're kind of forced to look at things differently. And it seems like that's sort of what happened with you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So let's get into peaceful parenting because there are people out there going like, what? What does that even mean? Let's start there.
1: Yeah. So... I don't all the way resonate with the term peaceful parenting, because sometimes there is chaos, sometimes there's big feelings, but basically the peaceful parenting, gentle parenting, conscious parenting, or what I call it, intentional parenting movement is just really about doing as little harm as possible, treating our children with respect and using limits and boundaries that are rooted in compassion and nonviolent communication and collaboration um, so that our children grow up with their character, their respect for themselves and for other people intact and just doing as little trauma as possible.
0: So, can you give us a real life example of how you would, you know, how you would execute something like that? Like how you honor your child's feelings when they are having what we'd call a tantrum.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you want me to talk about younger kids or older? Because I have both.
0: (laughs) I have a little bit of both, too. So my kids are five and eight. And since this is the show where we work out all my issues live, let's like focus (laughs) on that group if we can. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's
1: perfect. So I have a five-year-old and I have a 10-year-old. And it is very different because they have different boundaries. Um, But I'll talk about my 10-year-old. She is very spunky and she likes to say no a lot. But she's older, so I use a lot looser boundaries with her. We collaborate. So let's say, for instance, she didn't want to study. I give her space to let me know when she's going to study, and if it's something that works for me, I let her know we're going to do it, and I let her know what the boundary is. You've said it. You've made a commitment. And after that, there's going to be a reasonable consequence, whether that's I need to take the phone because you're distracted or we're going to turn the TV off. And then the big key, I think, that makes peaceful parents different is that I still have compassion when she's upset. I don't expect her not to be frustrated about me taking the phone. I understand that. And I, you know, I, I lean into that and I empathize with her and I don't, I don't try to fix it with a consequence or being mad or yelling, but I also don't try to fix it by, you know, giving in and appeasing. It's just, we're going to have the feelings. We're going to sit through it and the boundaries are still going to be in existence.
0: So does this require a lot of patience? To kind of what? like sit through their feelings when you're just like, come on, let's go. We've got to be somewhere. We've got to get the homework done. We've got to do the thing. It feels like we're in such a hurry these days that mm-hmm. this requires some taking a step back, right? Chill it out.
1: It really does. And I think that when our children are having really difficult behaviors, for me in particular, that's a sign to me that they need more support and we would take time out if they needed support in their education or if they needed support with their health. And for me, their mental health is just as important. So that might mean we're dialing back on all the activities Mm -hmm. or I'm taking some time to prioritize them more. But yeah, I definitely think that in today's society, it's race, 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 rush, rush, rush. And I just think that urgency is one of the main things that lends us to authoritarian, because I said, so power over kind of parenting.
0: So you'll get this because you have two kids and we have about the same space in between them. So as we know, every kid has a different personality. So you do, you, we parent a little different for every kid. So how do you cater to say your younger child who has different needs, different boundaries, different emotions without then upsetting the sibling who may not need as much of your attention, therefore isn't getting it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So we have conversations all the time about needs and feelings. And so I tell my girls, you all have completely different feelings and completely different needs. And while my capacity for both of you is the same, it's gonna look very different. So we have things like intentional special time and the things I do with the five-year-old don't look like the things I do with the 10-year-old, but it's still the same amount of time. I have the same capacity for you both.
0: Okay, since you're here, I'm gonna get a real life example for you and try (laughs) to get some tips because this literally happened to me this morning and I get messages all the time from moms who have a really, really hard time in the morning routine. You know everybody's in a time crunch. Everybody needs to get out the door. We have to do the things. Like, you've got to brush your teeth. You have to brush your hair. Like, some things have to happen for hygiene's sake. And you have to get to school on time. So if you're having big emotions, and let's say we're practicing the peaceful parenting, I can't sit with them and and let them do that. So what tips do you have for the morning?
1: Yes. So I, this is right in my wheelhouse with the 10-year-old she was homeschooled and just started school last year. So we before didn't have time constraints and all of that. Now we do. So I would say the number one thing is to have a conversation outside of triggering moments. You're triggered in the morning, you're rushing, you're stressed and they're triggered. They just woke up. They have things they want to do. They don't want to go to school. And so that is an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm just going to surrender to the moment. It is what it is, and when we come home tonight and everything is in a good vibe, we're going to have a conversation. And so this is exactly what we did with the 10-year-old. I talked to her, and I was like, you know what, Ken? I understand. So that's the first thing. Empathizing and understanding with them. I understand this isn't fun. Connecting. I didn't, I didn't like school much either. My concern is that you need to be to school on time. You know, this is for your education, explaining my part, and then opening up the floor. Do you have any ideas of how I can support you? That's the important part, letting them know we're a team. I want to help find a solution that works for both of us. And so for my daughter, I let her know if you're not at school on time, I can't pick you up on time. Like mommy's time where you're at school is a designated six hours and it's either going to start at eight o'clock when school starts or it's going to start at eight 30 when you get there. And that incentive for her was like, oh no. And I just remind her in the mornings when she's frustrated that, hey, you're moving slow. You know what's going to happen if you get to school late. Yeah. How can I support you to make sure that you get out of here on time?
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Revisiting, the revisit is very important in a calm moment when everyone is cool. And then hearing them out, they love to be heard. A lot of times little kids aren't heard. So if mom, dad, whoever is listening to them, like that feels good and kind of commiserating. Like, I know, Grace, I don't want to comb my hair either, but like yeah. we got to do certain things. Um, so have you noticed a change in your kids when you started you, you know, behaving in this way?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I actually used to be more of a permissive parent than an authoritarian parent. It was kind of just like, I didn't want my kids to be mad at me. I wanted to be like their friend all the time. And so they really lacked structure. They lacked discipline. (laughs) They were just flying us through their pants all the time. And so when they started school, this is where I started to implement more boundaries um, in compassionate ways. And it's just a huge difference to see my daughter go from every single morning, come on, come on, come on, to now she does it by herself. She's good. She's ready to go. And so I've seen big differences in that. But then I've also seen major differences in them being able to calm down and regulate themselves in stressful moments when they lose the game or when they have to stop playing. It's so much quicker because of the work that I've done consistently with Mm -hmm. setting boundaries, letting them move through the feelings and showing them empathy
0: If you like mom to mom and you're a fan of The Hub today, you've got to sign up for our new newsletter. It's called The Hubbub, and it is delivered directly to your inbox every Wednesday morning. We've got great mom to mom content on there, recipes, and all kinds of cool stuff. So all you have to do to sign up is go to NBCBoston.com slash newsletters and click on The Hubbub. So you are a single mom of two. And you've had to navigate the world of co-parenting and you've gotten very vulnerable about this on your social platform. So I'm sure you have learned a lot and there are a lot of people out there who could use some help in this area. So any tips that you have for someone who's trying to navigate this co-parenting world right now would be awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So two things. The first one, which is I'll admit the hardest and still a part of my journey is to release control. And yeah, it's and it's so hard, but recognizing that at the end of the day, even if they're doing something different, as long as they're not causing harm they love your kid just as much and their parenting style just may be different. And we can only control what we can control. control, And it just creates so much anxiety and discord and frustration. Um, I always say that the more I focus on the other parent, the less I can focus on my parenting. So I try my hardest to remember that. Um, And then the second thing is to have an empowered conversation anytime something comes up. And that is a conversation that is curious. And so asking and listening more than we're talking. That is a conversation that makes observations rather than judgments. So I notice you've been yelling more versus you've been rude. Um, and then that's going back to supportive, requests and so asking in a supportive way how can I help you you know yell less you need me to watch them more when you're frustrated or when you're anxious or when you're working or whatever that is as opposed to making demands you need to stop yelling you need to talk like this um so yeah that's what an empowered conversation looks like but often we go in with judgment we go in with demands and we go in with way too much control and I say we because it's something (laughs)
0: Yeah. And you talked about having different parenting styles with your co-parent, but I meant to ask you this earlier too. Are you ever met with opposition with this? You know, when I say peaceful parenting, there's people out there who are rolling their eyes and my parents are probably one of them. Um, They think like that I'm so woo woo in some of my parenting. Are you ever met with opposition that this is just like, you're going way too easy on these kids?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm an influencer, a social media influencer. So I have met with opposition for the color of my shirt. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing is this idea that we're raising like soft children or manipulative children. And I always hear that, you know, this isn't the real world. This isn't how they're going to get treated in the real world. And so I constantly have conversations with parents about, what empathy can create, what respecting children can create, and what being leaders in our homes can create.
0: So speaking of social media, because you have that direct pipeline to the people out there, you get a lot, right? But you probably also get a lot of questions and you've got your finger on the pulse. So I'm curious what the moms out there are, are saying to you the most, like where do they need the most help right now? Asking for a friend because maybe we can work on it on this show too.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's a thousand percent like not losing their patience and uh, yeah. not flipping kids a thousand percent.
0: Because you know what? I think so many of us, we go home and we beat ourselves up or when we go to bed, we beat ourselves up because we weren't the perfect parent. And nine times out of 10, it's because we're overwhelmed, overworked, stressed out. Um, so yeah, I feel like it probably. I mean, you can answer this better. You're the expert. But from me, I feel like it's just giving yourself some grace, right? Yeah. Taking a beat, and um, just trying to have some patience. Find it in there somewhere. Help.
1: Uh, yeah, I think the first part you made a really good point, right? Is that we have to be willing to ask for support when we need it, and we don't want to keep apologizing without change. And so sometimes we do need help. I know that. That's hard to ask for as parents, but sometimes that's therapy. Sometimes that is a break from a friend or maybe less hours at work, whatever that may be. But if we're not supporting ourselves first, if we're not feeling good, if we're not taking care of our mental health, it's going to be so much harder for us to lean into calm and kindness and compassion when we're experiencing very real triggers within our bodies and within our brains.
0: Right, okay, so how do you regulate personally? Because here you are, you're now an expert, you've written the book on this, but no doubt your kids are still having tantrums, of course, right, they're still gonna act like kids. So here you are, right, you're in the grocery store and your kid is freaking out. Like how do you calm yourself down?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is awareness and I kind of treat our days like data and information. And so you just use a great example. I know how frustrating the grocery store is. So I gotta prep ahead of time. I have to cope ahead of time. I have to give myself all the affirmations, all the breathing, the things that we forget to call on in the moment. I'm gonna do those things in advance. I'm gonna have a talk with myself. Then I'm going to set expectations and have a talk with my kids. This is what I expect. I know you're not perfect. If something happens, this is how I'm gonna show up. This is how I would like for you to show up. And so there's prep work, right? Then the tantrum still happens. The tantrum still comes, but I'm a little bit more prepared for it. And when that happens for me with tantrums, everything stops when it comes to logic. So I am first going to focus on safety. If they're hitting, I'm going to separate them. If we're in the grocery store and I'm embarrassed, my child's not going to be safe with my response. So we need to go in the bathroom. We need to go to the front where we're away from people. So safety is first and then calm. I got to find my calm. I got to breathe. I got to take a walk. I'm aware of the things that help me calm down. And when I say I don't do anything with my kids until I'm calm, I'm not rationalizing. I'm not asking them to do anything. I calm down first. Then I help them calm. Again, I'm not going to say, remember what I told you in the car and you don't have to do this and let's find another snack. I'm not doing any of that until they're calm. Maybe that's, I'm playing with them so they can get this energy out. Or maybe I'm holding my five-year-old because she's sad about the candy and I'm just, I know. This sucks. I know this sucks. I'm right here until she comes down. And then after that, we revisit what we talked about in the car and we move forward that way.
0: If you like mom to mom and you're a fan of the hub today, you've got to sign up for our new newsletter. It's called the Hubbub and it is delivered directly to your inbox every Wednesday morning. We've got great mom-to-mom content on there, recipes, and all kinds of cool stuff. So all you have to do to sign up is go to nbcboston.com slash newsletters and click on the hubbub. Destiny, you're a book mama now, in addition to being a mom mom. So congratulations, I know what a huge thing that is.
1: Yeah, it's so exciting. It was unexpected, but I've had all of this passion and all of these teachings in my heart for a very long time. And Instagram and TikTok are great, but I wanted to have something where it was packaged, something where you could take actionable steps. And so it's a book, but it's also a journal and it's just all about self-exploration. I think that parenting starts with us. And so it's not... A behavior modification book. It's not how do I get my kid to do X, Y, and Z. It's very much how can I be the best version of myself? How can I model and how can I support change within my children in our relationship?
0: Did you feel like there was a void there? Like you were looking for that parenting book and you weren't finding it?
1: Absolutely. So I have so many amazing parenting books in my home and just that I love and hold dearly, but my background's in psychology, so they can be very scientific. Mm. And on the other hand, I do know a lot of books are very behavior focused, and they're focused on the kid and you know getting them to change. And I didn't see a lot of books that combined the science in a practical way that focused on us doing our inner healing as
0: parents. So what do you want people to take away from this book when they pick it up?
1: Yeah, I want them to take away the idea that they already are good parents and that there's just things that they need to do internally to bring out the best version of themselves. But this book isn't telling you what to do with your kids. It's telling you how to find out what feels good to you, what feels good in your home, and what's gonna make you feel like the most confident, empowered version of a parent for yourself.
0: And how has the reaction been? It's gotta be so cool. I mean, I know how much work goes into a book. So when you finally get it and people finally read it, and then they reach out and they might say it helped them, Describe that feeling.
1: I mean, I get so much love as is. And it's honestly, every time I see something, every time I see a good review from the book, I'm just jumping up and down because it means the world to me. Not just because obviously I love all the love, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have that voice and that resource, um, especially being a black woman, like nobody looked like me in this space that I had access to. And so to be able to be that voice for people is just, I just get to touch so many people, whether they're homeschooling moms or single parents or younger, or, um, that came from similar backgrounds, just, it's crazy to see what the community looks like. And it means the world to me that this is growing. It means the world to me because that means that children are growing up in safer environments.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. You are a joy. This was so much fun. I cannot believe our time is up. So for everyone out there who wants to follow you in social land, let them know how they can find you.
1: Yes. It's destiny Ann on everything. And it's destiny with an I at the end. It's a little spicy
0: destiny Davis (laughs) kind of spicy. I like it. And the book of course, VIP, very intentional parenting. We can find that wherever we find our books, right? Isn't that crazy? Yes, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you so much for all these tips and thank you for being here. I am going to think of you when I pick the kids up today.